Hello and welcome to Launch Into Teaching with me, Julia Padgett. The second season of Launch Into Teaching is dedicated to what you need to consider when starting at a new school. I'll be speaking with new and early career teachers about their experiences of starting out and the lessons they learnt along the way. Plus, I'll share some thoughts on the little bumps in the road that might pop up during those first few terms and explain how you can overcome them. Today, I'm joined by Gabby. Gabby is a beginning teacher. She's just completed her first full year of teaching in 2023. She works in a secondary setting in the western suburbs of Melbourne. Thanks for joining me today, Gabby. No worries. Happy to be here today. Thanks. So let's start right at the beginning. What was it that inspired you to go into teaching? I think, um, like, looking back, I think it was my my mum, I reckon. Like, she's been teaching for, like, forever since, like, 30 probably more years now. Um, and she's been at the same school, like, since I've been alive. Um, so I think just seeing her work and, like, seeing the, like, sort of passion she has for the kids and especially now her role in, like, pathways and stuff, I can see, like, she's, you know, really cares about them and I think that um, was passed on to me. Um, I was also doing... I also still do like volunteer work um, at a homework sort of club on a Saturday morning um, and I was doing that. I started that when I was in year 12 um, to kind of get the vibe, I guess, of like is this something that I want to pursue and I really enjoyed that and I still do enjoy it. So I think that also kind of helped solidify my decision and kind of pushed me towards the teaching pathway. Yeah. And the homework club on a Saturday morning, is that associated with the school or is that something that's just within the local area where, where you're um, teaching and and living? Yeah, so when I started we had um, a campus in, in Wyndham in where, I was, where I'm teaching um, and I actually found out about the program like through my mum through someone at the school who used to do it. Um, but unfortunately like the Wyndham one had to be shut down so I moved across to one now in in Maidstone, in, in Footscray. And so, yeah, I just do, I'm like actually one of the people who like run it now. So yeah, which is stressful, but good as well. Yeah. Rewarding as well. And how did that help when you were doing your degree? Did you find that there was anything that you could take from the, the experience that you were gaining on a Saturday morning and apply it to things like your assignments or could you see it actually, the theory coming into action? Yeah, I think it was good at the time because, like, it was kind of, I guess COVID kind of was in the middle of my degree, but I guess sort of the start when we were learning all the theory and stuff, um, those educational theories, like, I could I could learn it and then I could actually see it. And even if it was just for, like, an hour or less on a Saturday morning, like, I could still kind of just, like, take bits and pieces of what I'd learned during the week and, like, sort of try them out or, yeah, I could kind of see that in action, which was helpful as well. Excellent. And you did a four-year degree, um, so you did an undergraduate degree for four years. Tell me, were there yeah. parts of your degree now after having completed your first year that you thought, oh, I don't think we covered that in my degree? Were there bits that you felt a little bit maybe not as prepared for in your first year of teaching? I think the biggest thing um, was is the behaviour. Like I feel like it's and I feel like that's also really like how can you teach someone how to manage a classroom without actually doing it? And I think teaching at the school I'm at, the, the behaviour is really um, challenging and like being like looking back at high school and stuff, like I loved school, like I was, I enjoyed school. So like when I see students 
who don't want to like put in 110%, like I'm just like, why don't you want to, you know, make your poster look amazing and, um, you know, put all these different colours and do it all at home and stuff. I'm just like, what? You don't want to do that? So I think like coming into this sort of like this sort of school setting was very um, eye-opening. Um, yeah, I think just like the the extremes of behavior so like the kids who just like absolutely don't want to do anything in the classroom like will sit there for the whole session and not like literally not do anything um to just like the defiance and um then like when they're just like really nasty to you or say like hurtful things it's like oh my gosh why are you saying that to me it's really confronting um yeah so I think that's Something that I think could have been better, but I don't know. I think maybe like if they could talk more about like the consistency of it. So like, okay, I'm putting in a seeding plan, um, but you need to, you have to adhere to it. Like, no, you can't sit with your friend for this lesson um, because then it opens up, you know, the start, I know you put in a seeding plan and like, oh, can I sit next to my friend? I'm like, okay, well, if you work well you can sit there and then they move and then everyone's like well I want to move and it's not fair it's like oh my god I should have just said no um so I think that like the consistency and and yeah just like being and like knowing what like why am I um having a reason behind um why you're dealing with certain behaviors like knowing okay they have to sit here because you do not work well here and like explaining that to the students as well I think also helps but yeah do you and have you felt that that's been um, something that you've learned just through trial and error or do you feel that's something that's, you know, maybe there has been support from the school and information coming from the school that's helped um, you come to those, you know, conclusions about those sorts of behaviour management strategies? I think a bit of both. Like um, like I last year, like I came in halfway through the year as permission to teach and I was given classes and most of them were good. I would say one was really quite challenging. Um, um, and so, like, I had to, I had a lot of support to deal with that class and putting in, um, like, a seating plan. And it was really hard because the kids are like, who are you? Why are you here? Um, and I'm like, well, I'm your teacher. And they're like, well, we hate you. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's lovely. Um, how do I teach this class when you all hate me? And for those lessons I would bring in, like staff member would come in and kind of deal with the behaviour and, and so I could teach. So, yeah, I think a mixture of of both like having the support and like watching my mentor and stuff deal with behaviour and then, um, yeah, that allowed me this year to be more comfortable in the classroom, you know, making decisions and dealing with those kinds of um, the kinds of behaviours that I can deal with in my control I feel more confident dealing with those but definitely the high tier ones definitely need to go to like higher up yeah yeah absolutely and I think that's I'm so pleased to hear that you had that support structure in place because I'm sure if that had been an experience and you weren't supported that may have really impact influenced your decision to remain in teaching yeah yeah I think so definitely yeah <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you've um, you're developing strategies and you're getting and getting through that and learning, as you say, year on year things that you can do and and developing that confidence and knowing then when to pass it on to leadership. What was the most helpful professional learning you um, undertook in 2023 as a beginning teacher? Um, 
I think, so at our school, we use um, something called AVID, which is Advancement via Individual Determination. And it's just like an instructional model, like to build um, resilience and building like that drive within like yourself to do to do work and stuff like that. So at the end of 2022, I went to the PD. And so that goes over like three days and a bunch of people from the school, I reckon like 30 staff members go. Um, so we do it in all the classes. And I think that was probably the most helpful professional learning. Um, I think it was good because it was interactive, like in the way that they delivered it and we were actually participating in the, like the sorts of things that they were doing. So that was really helpful. Um, and and um, like suggesting <laughs> strategies and things to use in the classroom that are kind of like strategies that we learned about in uni, but kind of a bit more um, fleshed out and giving some structure. And I was pretty lucky because my mentor teacher is what they call like a staff developer for the program. So he's like all over AVID. So he can, like when we were doing like my VIT and even like my final uni assignment, we could do like heaps of these sorts of strategies in the classroom. So I think that was the most, um, the best PD I think that I did, yeah. That's great. And it sounds like you were able to go back and implement it into the classroom and actually use it. Yeah. I think that's always the challenging yeah. thing with PL is, you know, you can go off and do it for a day, then you come back and then you're like, oh, I haven't really done much with it. Yeah. It just sits there on the shelf as a certificate to say that you've done it. But yeah. that sounds fascinating, actually. I'm going to look that up. I'm actually not familiar with yeah. that. What's been the thing that surprised you the most about your first year of teaching, aside from behaviour, perhaps? <laughs> um, I think like we look at something called like unconditional positive regard I think that's a bit of a buzzword right now in the sort of teaching sphere um but like it's it's like I guess more about like rewarding the positive and like not ignoring the negative but like I guess when I start my classes off now um instead of you know can you get in your seat like I'll say so and so I can see so and so and them in their seat and I can see um John's got his book out and I can see like um someone else has got their pen and they're ready to start and then slowly like everyone else kind of starts doing that and it's just like so funny like this one particular class that I have they just like they just want that like praise they just crave it so badly like because it, it just sounds like a bit like it's not going to work and then like you see it working in the classroom and like even as teachers like you crave that or as humans like we crave that um you know feeling rewarded and feeling like we're doing a good job so I think yeah the kids especially need need that and I think our the kids at in these lower socioeconomic schools really need that praise and to see that that they're like they actually are doing something good even if it's just you know writing down the topic or writing down the first few sentences or something like that just just know they're on the right track I think celebrating the small wins with students is so important I think irrespective yeah. of if you've got five-year-olds or if you've got 18-year-olds or any age in between you're absolutely right everyone loves positive affirmations to hear that they're doing the right thing that encouragement <laughs> to say you're on the right track you know you're not quite there yet but I can see that you're almost there and um when you're in an environment though where that 
where you feel like as a teacher you're managing really high level competing you know issues like behavior and you know things that might be going on with students outside of school it's easy to lose sight of that so I'm so glad you mentioned that one I think that's really important for beginning teachers to hear is focus on the positives lots of praise when it's genuine I think when you're not genuine it can come across not well and students seem to have a great radar for picking up on that but I think your approach of genuine um praise is is really good advice is is to not lose sight of those good things that do happen every day in the classroom you just have to stop and notice them um what's been the most challenging aspect so before I ask for you answer that just remind um me and everyone listening to this episode what subjects do you teach at secondary school so I teach humanities and food tech, but I didn't go to uni, like I didn't study either of those at uni. I studied English and psychology, so I'm not <laughs> qualified. Like I did some food tech training, um, but yeah, I just like those were the, the things that they wanted me to, t- to teach and I was like, okay, yeah. Well, food tech, I think, because there was a big shortage and I love cooking. So I was like, yep, I'll do that. Like, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. Um, So I kind of put my hand up, did some training. And, yeah, so I'm teaching that, which is awesome. Yeah, just so fun. So maybe it might be, I think it was just helpful to hear what subjects you are teaching. So when yeah, I yeah. again now, what, what's been the most challenging aspect that might make, have, might have a bit more context to it? Um. I guess, yeah, like coming in, teaching things I'm not familiar with. Um, I think, yeah, they, like history and stuff, like I kind of have like some knowledge about, but I think building my knowledge on that um, is difficult. Like just like it's it's challenging sometimes because like I have to learn the content, especially when we're doing things like geography that I'm really not that great at and not that confident at, um, having to learn that and then, and then teach it can sometimes be tricky. Um, but, yeah, that's that can be really challenging, I guess, like sometimes some of the concepts and stuff that I'm not really that great at. Um, but, yeah, I just ask my, my co-workers or, you know, do some stuff, look at some stuff on the internet, try and build my knowledge. <laughs> I think teaching is a bit like that for the first few years, especially when you, as you say, you're doing something that you're not necessarily, um, it's your sort of subject strength that you've done at university. Um Uh, Yeah, and I I think lots of people will be in that exact same situation. So I think it's really important to hear to hear you say that is that I I went to uni, I did these I did these these methods, and I've actually ended up not teaching in either of them. (laughs) That is sometimes the reality is, or it's just that the degree that you do doesn't quite align with the particular class or the particular subjects that you end up teaching. So that process of having to teach yourself is um, very real in the first few years of teaching. Yeah. (laughs) If you could turn back the clock and, you know, see Gabby on 31st of January 2023 when she first started her teaching career, would there be something that you'd say to her to just tell her it's it's going to be okay? What would you say <laughs> to sort of just go, this is going to happen this year, you don't have, it hasn't happened yet, but it's okay? Look, I was thinking, like, because when I started teaching, I came in, I did my, I was doing my permission to teach, and so I guess... I was kind of looking back at that point in time, like halfway through 2022, um, I sort of came in and just started teaching. And I think that was like, it was hard, but I think it was like the best sort of start because I didn't really have time to think. I think I was really naive. I was like, yeah, I can, I can do this. I can do this and finish my uni degree. Like 
I can do both of these things. Um, so, yeah, like I think looking back, I don't know if I would really change anything. I think it was it was a challenging start, but I think it was really important because like those last six months of 2022, I was able to kind of find my feet and get to know the school and how the school works, like being a teacher in the school um, and like kind of get a like know what I was going to be teaching next year and kind of start that prep at the end of oh, at the end of 2022 so yeah like it was really hard but I think it was worth it because like I really didn't know what I was in for and I think not knowing was kind of good because I didn't I couldn't like psych myself out of it or anything and I just like I had no choice but to keep going so it was really um yeah, it was hard, but it was good. Like it was nothing like I couldn't do. Um, so, yeah, and I think also like I had really good mentor who helped me through that year um, as well, um, just like building all my teaching strategies and my toolkit of like different things to do in the classroom. So I think like I had a really good start, although it was challenging, like I think it was it was good. And I think I had all the things that I needed to be successful and continue to be successful. So, yeah. That's awesome, Gabby. And I think, you know, um, should probably put in a little bit of disclosure here that you're actually my cousin. Um, but I can imagine, <laughs> Gabby, that you're not the kind of person who would sit back and allow things to happen around you. I would imagine you're quite proactive in seeking um, support from people. And I, I would imagine you'd ask the questions. And how did you find doing that? You know, obviously you had a mentor, but there would have been other really experienced teachers. I know your mum's at the school and that would almost certainly help sort of grease the wheels a bit with some with rallying support. But how did you find that? Because you, you do need to ask for help and it, it can be really hard sometimes to do that. Yeah, I think like it helps because like everyone knew, like I was, you know, this teacher's daughter. So it was like everyone kind of knew me. I used to come in like when I was little. So like, I when you were this big and now you're here like I feel so old so I think it was good because I kind of knew a few staff members um who had been there for like a similar length of time um I think because the way our office is set up I was sitting with like a lot of staff so I was able to just like turn to the person beside me and just ask for help but it can be really challenging especially like when like I'm like I don't understand like a concept that I have to teach like I'm like, everyone's going to think I'm an idiot. Like, I don't understand this. Like, year eight business and economics, I don't understand, like, any of it. And so it can be hard just, like, to ask for help. But then, like, we're teachers. Like, we love helping. Like, that's what we do. So, like, I'm just like, well, just pretend I'm one of the year eights and, like, teach it to me. Or, like, maybe I'll just go along to, like, when you're teaching this in class and I'll just copy how you, like, delivered it. Um. So, yeah, it can be challenging, but. You just got to do it, like, got to get past that <laughs> embarrassment. You've just, you just, and you do, and I think that's the thing, but it's your colleagues would have known that you were a beginning teacher and they don't hold that against you for that exact reason. They know that you're learning and, as you say, as teachers, not only are we a really caring profession, but we're a profession that, like a lot of others, that just seek continuous online, yeah, um, sorry, continuous learning. So we're always learning ourselves and I think we need to role model that um, as much as, you know, to our, to our colleagues as well as to our students. What are you looking forward to this year? So you've done your first year. I've, I've heard you mention the VIT. So I gather you've done and done, you've done and dusted and the 
you've achieved your full registration. So congratulations, because that's a massive thing to tick off. What are you looking forward to this year? Yeah, I think like because I finished my VIT like this year, I'm just looking forward to just like to just teaching and just not having to worry about gathering evidence or, you know, having to find the time like between planning lessons um, to to write um, the VIT. So I think I'm just looking forward to, to teaching and I'm really enjoying teaching at the moment like juniors and just working with like the sevens and eights and nines like at the moment. Um, so I think I'm just looking, I feel like I'm just looking forward to teaching, trying new things that I've learned this year, trying them again, trying to do them better. Um, I'm a year seven, like home group teacher next year, which is exciting as well. I think it's going to be a challenge. Um, I don't know if I'm ready for it yet, but I think it, like, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also a bit nervous. Like I get, I get, I'm the one who gets to set like the tone and, you know, really prepare them for high school. But it, it's also like a big sort of like, I feel like responsibility. Like, am I going to ruin their high school experience? Um, but no, I'm really excited like to get to be a year seven tutor group teacher. I've like, I've already started clearing out the space, putting up stuff, printing, laminating, all that sort of fun stuff. Um so yeah, getting I think getting to set the tone for that group of students is going to be exciting, um, and just continuing to develop like the teaching, like the strategies and the things that I've been doing this year, and just doing them better. I think yeah, that sounds really exciting. And um, I've interviewed another um, slightly further ahead, an early career teacher who's been teaching for a few years, and it's really great to hear that both of you have taken on some positions of responsibility as well. Like you're really keen to not just, you know, contribute to the school from a teaching perspective, but that you want to take on some other additional roles. And um, I'm sure you'll do an amazing job. I don't think there's any doubt that you'll be great at leading that cohort of, of students and um, making them feel, as you say, that that transition is something that, you know, isn't something to be scared of. How do you look after yourself? Because I think teaching can be a really difficult job you know you've already mentioned you know certainly some of the challenges in 2022 and and certainly into 2023 around behavior management we you took you spoke a little bit about that kind of ability to offload to your mum which is great having someone and I think everyone needs someone a mum a partner whoever talk to the dog that's what I sometimes do um how else do you look after yourself? I think this is really important for beginning teachers to hear how you struck that balance with work and, and, and your home life. Yeah, I think it's really challenging like to, cause like you, sometimes you come out of a class and you're just like, what, what just happened? Like, like 80 minutes of just like, like just shouting and just like battling like a group of 13 year olds. Like it's really hard and you're just like, what? what was that? What just happened? Um, so I think like something that like I do, like, cause obviously like doing uni and stuff, you make a lot of friends and like some of the people that I went to uni with, um, also like teachers cause we're in the same degree. Um, we like will catch up like once a week during the week, which is really fun. Like on a Wednesday or a Thursday night, like, and just have dinner and just like chat. And sometimes it's, sometimes we talk about work, but like, we try not to talk about school I think because it's just like just want to you know distance myself from like what's happened during the day and just talk about you know fun things in our lives um so I think that was that's something that we do like once a month or more like depending on what we want to do but yeah just catching up with like uni friends friends in general having like things other than school to 
to do on weekends and stuff like that as well. Yeah. And have, and, things, I, yeah. and have things to look forward to outside of work. And, yeah. You know, like know that yes. work is not the only thing in your life, that, you know, you've got friends and you've got, you know, I know we were talking about you did Pilates and, you know, you've got other yeah. outside of your life that give you yeah. structure but also give you a purpose beyond just being a teacher at a school. Yeah, because it's really hard. And I think also like that work, like working at home, like I try to not do any work at home like I'll only do it if like I'm really low on time or if something really needs to get done or if I'm like looking at it like I might watch like a documentary about something that I'm teaching like just something like that but I won't like unless it's report time or something like that like I won't I try not to open my laptop at home like really don't do much yeah that's good try and do it at school yeah I think that's I think that's the key I think if you can yeah. get your marking and assessment and get everything done yeah. at school, that's that's the dream. Um, but sometimes, yeah, those peak periods around report writing time just mean you just can't get it all done. Yeah. Tell me, last question, do you have anything that, you know, this is going to be, you know, this episode will be um, people will be listening to it who are, you know, maybe in their final year of teaching, so they're going into their fourth year, they might be listening to this and interested to hear that you did permission to teach and then that launched you into a role at the same school the following year um this might be you know people might be listening in who are about to start their very first year of teaching what would you say to them have you got any advice that you would say this is something that I think would be really helpful for you to know yeah I think like like being open to new ideas and also not being afraid to ask for help are like something like that's really important because like the people around you are really experienced and they're going to have heaps of things they've taught the same topics before they're going to have different ways to teach it to different levels of students and ways to sort of you know like get the content across Um, but I think it's also important like to be open to those strategies but also like once you feel like you have a good grasp of them then you know putting your own twist on them using them in, in a way that suits your teaching I think um, I know with my mentor teacher, like that's what we did a lot of, like trying out these strategies and I would try them sort of by like the way he said. And I was like, well, this kind of works better for me. And then I would take them and kind of use them in my own way and continue to sort of make them my own, I think, in the classroom. Um, and I think something else was like focusing on the positive interactions. So it's really easy to just focus on like that one student who was just all the time talking not doing the right thing not listening to any of your instructions and you forget about the 20 other kids in the classroom who are actually like learning and who are having a good time and enjoying your class um so I think it's it's so easy to just focus on on those negatives but you have to and even now I'm like all I can focus on is like these particular students who just like made the year so difficult um but you forget like about the other 50 60 students who just like you know really enjoyed um the classes that I had them for so yeah I think that's also really important to know as well to remember and to keep remembering that's great feedback and great advice for people I think keep keep always with an optimistic outlook you know focus on those positives as you say and Gabby, it's been so wonderful chatting to you. I've really enjoyed hearing about your first year. I'm I'm glad that you've had some positive successes in there as well. I know there's been some challenges, but I think the great thing is that you sound incredibly reflective and you 
reflect on your practice, it sounds like, all the time to be modifying and tweaking things. And I think that's a great mindset to have as well as a beginning teacher is don't be too fixed on things, be flexible, try things, adapt when they don't work, reflect on them for how you'll do them differently next time. And that sounds to me um, very much how you how you practice as a teacher Thank you so much for coming and speaking with me today. I really appreciate it and all the best for 2024. No worries. Thank you. In today's interview, Gabby has been incredibly honest about her experiences in her first year as a beginning teacher and I'm grateful for her for not trying to sugarcoat any of her experiences in her first year of teaching because your first year of teaching, and I would even say up to the first five years of your teaching career, they're really tricky. You're getting to know new schools and new settings. You're learning new content. Um, and Gabby certainly spoke about her teaching subjects that she hadn't studied at university, which can happen. I was really impressed to hear how her school has supported her as a first year teacher and also when she was on her permission to teach. And I'm glad she's had such a positive experience with the support of the school because it hasn't from you can hear from her interview today she it hasn't put her off wanting to continue and be a teacher and I'm impressed with her resilience and determination then to not only continue with teaching but obviously look and aspire to start um, taking on positions of responsibility as a school leader listening to Gabby speak it's made me stop and really reflect on what more we can be doing to support beginning and early career teachers I think the idea of coming in the year before you start teaching um, and gathering as much information, even having some time at the school, um, not necessarily teaching, but just maybe shadowing a few teachers will really help to feel orientated when you do start the following year. So that's something I'm certainly going to take away and look at implementing um, at my school. But I think the other thing is just always having a really clear level of communication with all beginning teachers and whether that for me as a leader as at a school is having regular check-ins um, providing those opportunities to just catch up with them doesn't have to be formal just can be informal and just see how they're going because I think those first 12 months can be quite difficult and it's really uh, important to know that beginning teachers have got support at school to just go and have a chat when needed one final thought on Gabby's interview is it has really reignited for me the passion and determination for why I started Launch Into Teaching. We need to create a forum for beginning and early career teachers to share their practice. Gabby spoke about numerous um, initiatives that she implemented in her classroom. And I think as a beginning teacher, if you're not in a school that has innovative programs or professional development programs where you're being exposed to these different sorts of um, initiatives, it can be really hard to know what are the resources you can draw on and something that um, I will certainly be aiming to achieve uh, in the next 12 months is some kind of opportunities for beginning teachers to meet in person and share their experience and practices because I think that is one of the best ways to understand and learn what more you can be doing to support yourself as you enter the profession. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you hit subscribe at Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts so you're the first to know when all my other episodes drop. The show notes can be found on my website, launchintoteaching.com.au. You'll find a link on my website to all my socials. I'd love to hear from you. And if there's anything else you'd like me to cover, do let me know. 